Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Today's conversation is an interview, and we have in our Holy Cross Studios, aka Vicar's office, Jeff Shorts. And so, welcome, Jeff. It is wonderful to have you here. And I'd like to give you the opportunity to tell us about who you are and what you are. Well, first of all, Pastor Wright, I commend you for what you're doing here. It's uh, another vehicle for us to get God's Word out there to the world. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm General Manager of Lutheran Public Radio. We're based here in Collinsville at 1.8 miles exactly from Holy Cross. Not a far drive for you. (laughs) No. And so we produce a syndicated radio talk show and podcast called Issues Etc. We produce a verse-by-verse, 15-minute Bible study hosted by Pastor Will Whedon called The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. And we also have a 24-7 Music Sacred Music Station, a 24-7 sacred talk station, which both can be listened to. Everything can be listened to on in the Lutheran Public Radio mobile app. Now, I heard a rumor just today that you guys are also editing the chapel services for Fort Wayne. Is that true? Yes, it's a great opportunity. I always—one of the things I thought we were missing was a devotional aspect to our programming. And I approached Dr. Rast a couple of years ago, and I said, hey, why don't you let us— stream your chapel services. Yeah. We call it Morning Chapel from Kramer Chapel. We stream it live every day at 9 Central. I think in the summer months, they start at 8.35 Central time. We stream it live, but then we also post it as an on-demand podcast. Before I came over here today, I ran the service and then posted a podcast, and I'll get about 3,000 downloads every day wow. at Morning Chapel from Kramer Chapel. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you mentioned issues, et cetera. Tell us about what is issues, et cetera. So issues, et cetera, the best way to describe it, we say expert guests, expansive topics, extolling Christ. So it's going to cover the gamut. So yesterday's program, we discussed responding to Calvinist proof text, Calvinist, Mm. your your typical kind of Presbyterian or uh, maybe Episcopalian. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of their proof texts to say God only died for a certain group of people, the elect? Which I, and this is crazy to me, it took me going to seminary to realize that not everybody agreed on that because I just assumed that everybody knew Jesus died for the sins of the world. Jesus died for everybody. And then I got to seminary and realized, oh, like a lot of these Calvinist denominations actually don't agree on that. And they don't agree with us on that. Don't agree with the Bible on that, I would say. But Yeah. And so we did that with Dr. Jordan Cooper. And he's written a book on the subject. He used to be a Calvinist. So that's an expert guest. We tried to find the best guest possible to talk about whatever we're talking about. We talked to Mark Hemingway of uh, Real Clear Investigations. Most of him, most people know him as Molly Hemingway, a Fox News husband, about a Washington Post story that didn't properly attribute things said by President Trump during that phone call with the Georgia governor. Yeah. And so we talked to Mark Hemingway, a good faithful Lutheran layman, about that, something he had written in The Federalist. And uh, we also started a series or resurrected a series with Pastor Jonathan Fisk on the book of Proverbs. So, again, it's it's both 
left-hand kingdom, things mm-hmm. of this world, things of the, 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 the right-hand kingdom, things of the church and the, and the life of the world to come. And so it covers a gamut of lots of things. So it's, it's a radio talk show that runs three to five daily, central time. And then we cut it up as individual segments for the podcast. And 95% of our people don't listen to our terrestrial radio affiliates. They listen to the on-demand podcast. Mm. Well, my next question is, is really just for you. How did you get into this? Well, big, big question. Yeah, the I went to journalism school. I, uh, I was always intrigued by journalism. I have to tell you, my motivations were more sports journalism <laughs> uh, than what I'm doing nowadays. But I went to journalism school. And it just so happened that, and I was a huge Missouri Tigers football, basketball fan. My parents always had KMOX, 1120 AM St. Louis, and they always had the Missouri football games on Saturday afternoons. I'd be listening to Missouri Tiger basketball games in the evenings. So I had an affinity. It just so happened that this, this, this team that I loved had the number one journalism school in the country. So I applied to it. I, I went to Edwardsville High School. And applied and, and went to journalism school there. But I didn't realize that the first two years, there were no journalism school, yeah. journalism courses. It was general study. There were general studies courses. And you had to have a 3.0 out of a 4 to get into the Ooh. journalism school. I hear nowadays it's like 3.5 out of 4 wow. in journalism school. Well, I'm thinking, this is going to be interesting. So I knew I had to work really, really, really hard. But now think about it. Your first day of journalism, you take a journalism class. Everybody in there has a 3.0 or above. And since it's number one journalism school in the country, very few people are from Missouri. They were all over the world. Yeah. And I remember one of the courses at Big Auditor, how many people are from Missouri? And there was a couple hundred people. It was maybe, you know, 15. Wow. Interesting. Brad Pitt w- went to journalism school when I was there. Really? <laughs> the actor Brad Pitt. And I tell this story because – if you think he's like this, this uh, very handsome, I remember being on a on a on a payphone in the journalism school lobby, and I see him walk by, and I thought that looks like I think Adam would look like in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, you know, it, it's not the makeup and everything, but uh, yeah, Brad Pitt went to journalism school there, and so I was always intrigued by the objectivity of journalism mm. back then, getting the facts. So, uh, you know, if it wasn't that, I probably would have been, you know, a lawyer or a police officer, an investigative, an investigative police officer or something like that. But it was always, you know, the objectivity of journalism that drew me to it and my, my love for sports. And I actually – so when I, when, when I graduated from the University of Missouri-Columbia, I worked on syndicated sports talk shows with Bob Costas, hmm. the, the late Jack Buck, John Madden, the, the CBS football analyst. And then uh, I was hired by another company. We started syndicated radio talk shows with Dick Vitale, the college oh, yeah. basketball commentator, and Dan Deerdorf, who actually lives in St. Louis, who is the used to be the color analyst for Monday Night Football. That's pretty impressive. That's really neat, and especially just to see the trek and the arc into what you're doing now is amazing. Uh, the current podcast, Get Right for Sunday, we state is about the proclamation of the gospel and getting you ready for Sunday and beyond. And so it's we get to deal with the text, the gospel, but it also has a lot to do with the application. What do we do this? What do we do with this text for our Christian life? And this leads into my, my next big question. How do you see radio, but more specifically digital media, 
helping in the proclamation of the gospel? Well, we live in very challenging times. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us there's nothing new under the sun, but these are very challenging times for Christians in Western culture here in the United States. And our people need the word of God now. They've always needed the word of God. But the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh are attacking us more vociferously or maybe more openly than we've mm-hmm. realized in the past. So it's vital that our people be grounded in the scriptures because there are so many other voices telling us the first lie. Did God really say? Mm-hmm. You know, you, br- you bring up an interesting point there that with the onset of, of digital media, which which to me is kind of what's always been, but for a lot of our listeners and maybe for the two of you here, you've kind of seen more of the, the transition into it more so than I have. But one of the things that I think is interesting that you brought up is there are so many options now. There's so many things that are available. Uh, you know, I go onto Netflix and I browse for hours trying to find something to watch when there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of shows I could be watching. And I'm just looking for the one that really, really interests me today. But there's so much to sift through. There's so much available. And not all of it is good. And so I guess what I'm hearing you say is, how can we be that that drop in the bucket of good news? How can we be that drop in the bucket of God's word for people in the middle of a torrential storm? And how do we get found? How do we get heard? How does the word of God continue to work when there's so much going on, there's so many other options, uh, and we're almost paralyzed by the choice of it. Yeah, I I think it's the old adage, you know, word of mouth. People get excited about something and they tell other people. There's all kinds of other things. We do things on, we advertise on other podcasts. So we, we have advertised issues, et cetera, on Sean Hannity's podcast, Laura Ingram's podcast. We recently, The Federalist, which mm-hmm. has a podcast, which, of course, Molly Hemingway's affiliated with. And, but we come at it at a, do you believe in objective truth? Do you still think there's such thing as black and white? But what, what about that when it comes to spiritual issues? Would you rather think than emote? And we, we try this kind of angle. So we know these people believe in black and white when it comes to the things of this world. Right. But what about when it comes to spiritual things? And to try to take that same kind of conservative, objective mentality and apply it to their faith life. Mm-hmm. So th- those are some of the things we've done. We've We've advertised our sacred music station where the White Horse Inn, which is a really popular podcast hosted by Lutheran Rod Rosenblatt and some Calvinists. Mm -hmm. We're promoting our Easter music, which will start, of course, Easter Sunday for the great 50 days of Easter, our sacred music station. We advertised on Pastor Whedon's podcast, the daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on Dana Lesh, who's a conservative. Now, some of the the secular conservative podcasts don't want to proselytize too much, but Dana right. is more open about mm-hmm. her Christianity. And so at the, the the last week in December, the first week in January, a pre-roll or a mid-roll spot said, hey, would you like to study God's word more in the new year? Do you find the Bible confusing? Do you, do you 
get frustrated. You don't understand things. Well, we've made it easy for you. Listen to this verse-by-verse Bible say it's 15 minutes a day. We intentionally did 15 minutes because most of the non-Lutheran Protestant evangelical podcasts are 25 minutes because they have to fit into a radio clock. So we're saying, well, instead of listening to 25 minutes of Chuck Swindoll or Charles Stanley, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Who can't give, who can't set aside 15 minutes a day? And the great thing about podcasting is you listen to what you want to listen to when you want to listen to it. Now, what's really interesting, I assume when the pandemic hit, that podcast listening would go up immensely. Yeah. It didn't. It dropped immensely. Well, I saw some things on this because people weren't commuting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> people listen on their commutes. And since they weren't commuting to work, it dropped. I thought, well, people got this all this free time, but they, they people were listening on their commutes. Since they're not commuting to work, it actually went down quite a bit. Hmm. So... So anyway, so we 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 advertise on other podcasts has been a very you know successful uh, vehicle for us to reach new people. Well, you you answered the other question that I had: How has COVID affected digital media? And I, I think that's fascinating because um, I actually listen to more podcasts, but it was because I put the earphones on to piddle around at the house, uh, <laughs> you know, for chores. But kind of flowing into that, what future role does digital media have? within the life of the church? Well, that's that's a great question, and I'm neither a prophet nor a son of a prophet, and I'm certainly <laughs> not a prophet like the Old Testament prophets. The I think it's exciting. I think the more access people have to God's word of law and gospel, mm-hmm. what a gift. What a gift it is. And so the more, the merrier. And, you know, we, we've looked at, this is why we've expanded, sorry, from issues, et cetera, to a 24-7 sacred music station to a 24-7 talk station to Morning Chapel from Kramer Chapel to to uh, Pastor Whedon's daily verse-by-verse 15-minute Bible study. We're always looking at, you know, what, what are areas that – gaps that we have in our mm-hmm. programming? And we're looking we, – being multimedia, we're looking at, at YouTube, doing videos, more of that. We've done some of that in the past. If you watch, anybody is familiar with Pastor Hans Feeney's Lutheran Satire YouTube mm-hmm. channel, he, he actually mentions our conference in, in our Making the Case conference this summer at Concordia University of Chicago. So our our plans are to be multimedia. We we have secured a URL called lutheranthinkers.com, which would be kind of a Lutheran's writing on Christianity, Lutheranism and culture, mm-hmm. things in the news. I don't know if that's we're ever going to do that, but we secured the, the URL, which would be more of a, a digital reading thing than audio or right. video. So, yeah, it's but to me, what you're doing here is is it's it's exciting. It's really exciting, and the 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 you've probably heard this, Pastor. I said I just don't have time to read the Bible, mm-hmm. and I don't have. Well, with digital media, there's no more. The excuses are gone. They really are. Right. Uh, you can work like you did, working around the house. We hear people they're on their treadmills, they're 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 Uber drivers, mm-hmm. they're you know they're they're cleaning the toilets. And we had a mom call in. I'm so and so from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and, and I listen to issues such about cleaning the bathrooms, and she flushed her <laughs> toilet. You know? So it's it's so the the access the the, the access for lay people to 
have that easy access to God's Word, which is so desperately needed nowadays, it's it's extremely exciting. Well, and that's what we're all about. We are aiming at lay people to talk about the texts that are coming up each week as they follow the, the lectionary, which isn't just a Lutheran thing. I know a lot of uh, Catholics and a lot of Reformed churches follow the similar common lectionary. And, you know, our goal, our niche is to prepare people and to dive into those texts that they're already hearing about in church, but to see what's under the surface there, to, to dig a little deeper, to look at this from an emotional side, a factual side, a biblical side, and kind of fill the hole that I know Bible study has left with COVID. But even beyond that, to just offer something short and easy that helps people get into the Bible more in a critical, engaging, and, and helpful way. Well, let me tell you, as a father of five, I take the biblical admonition to be the spiritual head of the household very seriously, but you try lots of things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you try all these devotional <laughs> things. And it hit me, I don't know how long ago, maybe 15 years ago, just take the texts that are coming up that Sunday, mm -hmm. read them. What's the hymn of the day? Sing the hymn of the day. I would get the, there's Concordia Publishing House has all the colics, the prayers for that week. Mm -hmm. Totally change how we do what we call Jesus time in the Schwartz household. Oh, yeah. Think think if we could get a majority of our laity listening, contemplating to the biblical text for that Sunday, singing the hymn of the day, praying the collect, obviously praying the Lord's Prayer, before they go into church. And what yeah. we found, behavior of our children mm -hmm. when they were little— they know how to participate. They've heard yeah. this stuff before. It, it's not new. It's 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 kind of becoming a habit. Exactly. And 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 Pastor Ball Ben Ball is our pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Hamble. Before he received the call, Pastor Will Whedon was there. Yeah. And and what's interesting, but also think of this: I would send them text messages like Justin asked me this question, and kids ask you the darndest <laughs> question. You're going to get Love stumped. Them. Don't be afraid. Right. You're going to be stumped. But you know what? Pastors love it. Yes. You send them a text message, say, Justin, ask this question. A lot of times there isn't, a, it's a, there's no clear thus say at the Lord, right? right. And it's just, but think it, think it, think if, if our people were digesting the text for that Sunday, texting their pastors before they wrote their sermons on Wednesday or Thursday and saying, my kids asked this question. I don't know that. That would be so cool, actually. Like, I, I think people might think that they would be bothering us like, no, as, oh, as no. sermon writers. We, we would love that. I know Pastor Wright would. I know I would. Because often it's so hard to tell where are people really at? What are people thinking? What questions are they asking? Honestly, that would be amazing if people sent us like emails, texts, uh, because they had already engaged with the text and they were coming in ready. It's like, uh, you know, with classes. You know, sometimes I'll go into the class and I haven't done the reading yet. And the, the guy starts lecturing and I'm playing catch up and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? And by the time I figure out what's going on, I've already missed a point or two that he's made. But if I come in having done the readings, if I come in prepared, I get so much more out of that. And, and preaching isn't a lecture, but to come in ready to receive, to engage would benefit us all as preachers and as people sitting in the pews. Well, and to kind of echo on a couple of things that you said, Mr. Schwartz, the uh, opportunity and the excitement. So we do the podcast about a week out, maybe two weeks if we're, we're ahead of the game, and to discuss this, it is really exciting. And we, we get to have a conversation dealing with what we think 
is happening, but wrestling. And I appreciate uh, Vicar Leeper. He'll ask questions. What about this? Or did we go here? And it becomes this conversation that we invite other people to participate in, hoping that it continues. But then the, the follow-up thing that you just mentioned, questions that this might create. Uh, I get a lot of statements, Pastor, I don't want to bother you. And my response to that always is, you can't bother me to do my job. <laughs> and, that, and, I, and I stress that. I love questions because it is an interaction. And it is, maybe I didn't think of that. Maybe that's really interesting. Or I don't know, let me look it up. And that creates a relationship. And that's what I really appreciate about podcasts because it is creating a relationship. You get to hear what I'm thinking, where we are, and what we get to do. And this is not just, hey, I'm great and wonderful and I want to pontificate. No, this is what Scripture says for the church, for us. Come and join this conversation. And I'm real excited and just watching you, and I know, dear listener, you can't see this, but Mr. Short got real excited when he was talking about opportunities for what is here and what the church gets to do, especially during this time, right before covid Holy Cross got uh, a new audiovisual equipment for our sanctuary so that we could live stream, not knowing that that's what we would be relying on. Worked out very well. Absolutely. Praise to God. But what's been interesting is this new interesting population we now have to deal with. And how do we make sure that we continue to actually engage them instead of having this people floating out in the ether? And that's just been fascinating and really exciting because it is a, not necessarily just a new frontier, but how do we ensure that we're still church? The gospel is still being given, and we're not just selling a thing. Um, and, and it's been fascinating, fun, and, and a little hard in a good way. Yeah, I think the temptation, though, for, there's a temp, there's a, oh, yeah. a negative side for the pastors. The temptation is, wow. This person's in Russia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the temptation, and we actually talked to Dr. Ken Sherb about this when COVID hit early on, but you're not called to serve that person. Right, right. That's yes. the temptation. And I see, look at what they're saying about my preaching and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And boy, the people don't say much about me here at Holy Cross Lutheran. And I'm not putting you, I'm not using right, you as an no. example. Yeah. There is a temptation for pastors, though. To we're all like this. We gravitate where the positive feedback is oh, yeah. going. But you got to remember, and that's our goal, is to get people to listen and to point them to a faithful Lutheran church. Yes. Because we, we always say we're, we're, we're not technically a ministry. We're a mission outreach mm -hmm. because we don't do word and sacrament. But we're going to point you to where you can find word and sacrament. Because if you, you like what we're saying, what you're going to experience face-to-face is a thousand times better than any issues, et cetera, podcast that you're ever going to listen right. to. And so, you know, that, that's, there's a, I just wanted to bring out the temptation aspect because it becomes our sinful human natures. We, we like the positive feedback oh, wow. and boy, nobody said much about my sermon on the, in the line out, and the, uh, you know, and, but boy, but there's person, comments on Facebook yeah, and this YouTube person on, and in uh, Denver, Denver loved it, you know, and, and so it's it's got it's 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 not either or it's a both and yeah and but it's it's exciting I mean you're right I mean we, we, you see people watching services and they're from all over the world what a gift God has given us 
to proclaim his word of law and gospel to the entire world. And sinners that we are, we abuse the internet. There's all of kinds course, of sinful of things we do with it, obviously. But what a gift it is for us uh, in these latter days. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's just exciting. And it, it shows you how gracious our Heavenly Father is to give us something like this. Yeah. You bring up that worship is essentially embodied and essentially specific. It has to be. That's how God has created it to be. You know, you brought up, you know, Pastor Wright isn't called to serve the guys in Russia and Denver. He's called to serve the guys here, these specific people. How do we kind of navigate the balance between being specific and focused while also interacting with and talking to people that we may never see face to face? Yes, I, I, you should interact in any way possible. If they post something on Facebook, you know, Facebook message them. Hey, hey thanks for listening. You know, thanks for watching. It, have any questions or anything, let me know. So you obviously want to converse with them. and and But th- really, the, the ultimate goal is to get them connected to a local, faithful Lutheran mm-hmm. church. Right. Pastor Todd Wilkin, the host of Issues, Etc., says, I'm not your pastor, and Issues, Etc. is not your church. And we have to remind people of that because people are like, this is, you know, this is, I never heard this stuff. This is unbelievable, which thanks be to God. But he realizes that we always say this, and I, I don't say this. Sometimes this is kind of like tripe, but I mean this. I say this to, to faithful Lutheran pastors, and I mean it. You guys are the real heroes. You guys are. People come in and they say, you guys are so bold and taking these positions. It's like we're sitting in a studio in Collinsville, <laughs> Illinois, with nobody you know, around us. It's easy for us. It's your pastor. The people on the front lines, those are the real heroes. We can talk about cohabitation and why it's wrong, why it's sinful, but we don't have to confront that young couple whose parents also support their cohabitation Mm -hmm. or members of the same church. The pastors are on the front lines. We always say all we can do is provide some artillery support for the pastors the faithful pastors on the front lines. And I thank you for that because I, I have often referred people to various episodes of issues, et cetera, dealing with whatever issue that uh, we can for that very fact. It's not just me. It's not just my pet whatever. Look, this is what's being discussed and pointing to resources. And it's been a wonderful benefit. So I appreciate your work and the things that you continue to do. Well, I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate the, the the conversation and the information that you have given to us, and wanted to give you the last word. Is there anything you would like to, to say in closing? Well, first of all, thanks for the opportunity. I commend what both of you guys are doing here. Thank you so much. I do have to tell a story. I get a little chills when I came to this building. <laughs> I went to grade school at Trinity Lutheran in Edwardsville. Now, at the time, I went many moons ago, Holy Cross Collinsville and Trinity Edwardsville are arch rivals, (laughs) arch rivals. And Bill Cochran, Mm -hmm. who used to be head of LCMS schools, was the the principal and taught here. Terry Schmidt was my principal and teacher at Trinity Lutheran grade school in Edwardsville. Well, if you know these two men, Mm -hmm. they're fierce, fierce competitors. I mean... this is, I'm not telling a story. They literally had to be pulled apart at, I believe, a softball game because uh, <laughs> they were about ready to go to fisticuffs. 
but I used to hate playing here. I think you guys have expanded your gym. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you you've probably heard of the the Virgil Fletcher. The the, the he's the the mm-hmm. coach here in town. This one of the most winningest coach, if not the most, high, won more games in high school than any basketball coach in America. He did a full court press in basketball where you don't just you know defend. 20 feet out from the mm-hmm. goal. It's full court. It was called the ball press. And he kind of invented this thing. Well, Bill Cochran installed that here. The problem was the gym here was so small, they had what was called restraining lines. So there was the out-of-bounds line, and then there was these red lines. And since it's so small, you couldn't inbound the ball and pass somebody inside the red line. <laughs> well, Bill Cochran, genius who he was, and you trap people, okay? So, it's, it, so you're getting the ball, and he's trapping you, and the space has become smaller because of this restraining line. And and it was so effective for Bill Cochran <laughs> to, to to install this ball press. So I'm glad to see that you, that you don't find out that you don't have the restraining lines over here. But just great, great memories. And, and, and you see the, the, the providence of God in all this. So here are these two fierce rivals, Bill Cochran at Holy Cross Collinsville and Terry Schmidt at Trinity Lutheran Edwardsville. They end up working together yeah. for Lutheran Church, Missouri, and its schools. Of course. And then Bill Bill headed it. And then when Bill retired, Terry Schmidt took it over. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's, an, it's an honor to be here. And again, thanks for your faithful service on the front lines, Pastor Wright. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Vicar, as well. And blessings on your future endeavors. Well, thank you again for stopping by. God's peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable, and of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.